Welcome to your breakthrough today. This is Miles Kilby. Blessings to you today. I'm really excited about my guests that I have joining me today. And so I'm going to bring them on here in just a moment. Uh, but as you're coming on, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, uh, say hello to me in the comments section where you're joining from. And if you would, share this broadcast with a friend, a family member. We're going to have a powerful broadcast today that you don't want to miss. So I uh, see people hopping on already. Uh, aloha. Okay, I, I guess you're from Hawaii. <laughs> Amen. So blessings to you guys. Um, man, we had a phenomenal time. I know I've received so many testimonies back um, from our time in Palm Coast, Florida with Donna Rooney. Uh, people that were healed, delivered, um, prophetic words that were given. Um, it was just an amazing time. So, you know, I'm down in Palm Coast with them quite frequently. And so I'll keep you posted on when I'm going back. And um, we have some other events coming up too, different places I'll be speaking. You can go to my website at mileskilby.com and you can see uh, where we're speaking at. Uh, also, I believe... Hopefully, in next month in June, my show that's on the ISN network, it's called Discovering the Prophetic, will be out on the ISN network. So look, be looking out for that. I'll be posting that. But it's all prophetic teachings that you don't want to miss. So, well, greetings to you guys. I have people uh, from Trailville, Indiana. Never heard of that city. Uh, Shalom from Alabama. God bless you. Alabama, Indiana, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Okay. God bless you. Yeah, you want to see uh, me and Donna Rigney together? We've had some powerful times. Um, also, in October, I'm going to be hosting a conference in Savannah, Georgia, and I'll have some more details about that coming up. Um, so, anyway, I'll keep you updated. Stay in touch. Check out my Facebook page. And my website, we'll have more details on there. Uh, there's more folks joining. Jacksonville, Florida, San Antonio, Texas. Blessings to you guys. Margate, Florida, uh, Arizona. Wow. Keep sharing this. Share it out so people can hear what the Lord is going to speak through us today. Amen. It'll be a powerful time. So I want to go ahead and bring on my guest today. Uh, Hey. Pastor Todd Coconado. Hey, Miles. I, hope I got it right. You got Blessings, it right, man. man. Yeah. Blessings to you. Not a lot of people get that right. So you did well, man. <laughs> Come on. I've, I've been practicing it for like the last hour. I was like, I got to get this guy's name right. <laughs> Thank you, my Come friend. Come on. <laughs> well, man, bless you. It's, it's an honor to have you uh, joining us. And um, man, you've got a lot going on. You're a busy guy. Uh, you know, I follow you on social media, see where you're going, what you're speaking on. And man, the Lord has you moving all over the place, doing like a lot of wonderful, a lot of powerful things. And so, but I want to start with this before we get into what God really has you engaged in doing right now. Um, sure. Tell us first a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit about your testimony. Uh, before we came on, you were sharing a few things with me and I was just like, Wow, we gotta we gotta hear the whole story. All right. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, man. Just start out with sharing a little bit about yourself, uh, Pastor Todd, and your testimony. Okay. Awesome. Well, Miles, I just appreciate what you're doing, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, God is moving. And uh, I'll tell you, the last thing I ever thought that I'd be doing is being an evangelist, be a pastor. Uh, I was a child actor in Hollywood, started at an early age, around eight years old. And uh, wow. I was doing that for many years. And uh, thank God I was protected uh, because a lot of my friends, I saw a lot of really bad things happen to some of the people out in Hollywood. I'll be honest, you know, someone got really addicted to drugs and alcohol. Some of them were molested. There was a lot of stuff that happened around me, but God had his protection on me. And I think he allowed me to see a lot of those things because a lot of those things are, are what I talk about today. Uh, you know, and, and so uh, all the way up to about 16 years old. And then I told my mom, I said, you know, mom, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I want to go to regular high school. I want to, you know, have my regular friends. And so she said, well, if that's what you want to do. So, uh, you know, I actually did end up finishing up high school in regular school because when you're on the set, you know, they have a, a like a person that teaches on the set. So, you know, that's what you do a lot of the time if you're an actor. But uh, anyway, so that that kind of went on. And then uh, but I stayed with my Hollywood friends uh, from about 16 all the way to about 21. And I partied with them and I got caught up and my parents were in the ministry, but, you know, they didn't start in the ministry. They have a pretty crazy story, but that would take a whole nother program. Uh, but, you know, so I you know had a background of, of you know, being in church, but. Uh, really went into rebellion and partying in Los Angeles, got involved in the club scene, the underground scene, which was a pretty big deal at the time. And uh, that went on until I was about 21 years old. And I started, you know, just noticing the darkness. I really believe that's what brought me to the light was that I saw that there was demonic things going on. And I started praying. I didn't really know much about who I was praying to, but I started asking the Lord to reveal himself to me. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. That's what started happening was I started having, you know, a spiritual encounter and a journey that started developing. And it kind of came to a head when my parents asked me if I wanted to go out to Hawaii to this pastor's conference. And I said, sure, you know, it's a free trip to Hawaii. They were paying for it. You know, at the time I was living with my girlfriend. I was living high on the hog, making a lot of money in the scene in L.A., and, uh, you know, you would think, according to the world standards, I had made it. I was successful. Uh, but there was a brokenness and an emptiness and a void that I was trying to fill each and every night when I would go out to these clubs and these parties and things like that. You know, you would get drunk and you'd party and, and you know, but then you'd wake up in the morning, you'd feel empty. You know, it was not fulfilling, even though you're trying to find fulfillment, you're trying to find your identity. And so uh, when I went out to that, that pastor's conference in Hawaii, uh, had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It was the presence of God was so thick during the one of the sermons of one of these preachers that were preaching. It happened to be the meeting that I was at that I, I couldn't even stand it, Miles. I'm gonna be honest. I thought a lightning bolt was gonna strike me because you know oh. I was so I was so wrapped up in 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 sin and you know I just thought this I'm I'm not you know, these people are all holy and here I am this partying guy you know this guy from Hollywood. So I walked outside of this beautiful Descanso Garden out there in Honolulu at the convention center where this thing was being held. And it was like a beam of light. I mean, it was so powerful. The Lord just encountered me at that moment. And so I accepted the Lord, went inside, had all these pastors ministering to me. I ended up staying. I was only going to attend one meeting, but I ended up going to the whole conference. Uh, some of the pastors I still speak to today, reconcile with my father on that trip, get home, tell my girlfriend, hey, I was in Hawaii and I got saved. And she's looking at me like a deer in headlights. Like, what does that even mean? I said, it means, well, I think we're not going to be able to live together anymore. Uh, without being married. And so I'm going to probably have to go move home with my parents. But it meant so much more. I mean, it really uh, was a whole game changer for me. And, you know, obviously I stopped partying. 
the, you know, I could get into this for hours, but let me just tell you some key points. You know, God protected me. I had some nefarious connections and things in Hollywood. He protected me from those people when I pulled out, um, you know, and then what happened was I started going to a church and it was hard for me coming from the world, coming from the club scene, coming from Hollywood. I felt really out of place. And so uh, one of the things I share about often is I would stand in the foyer of this church and literally see like, is anybody going to come up and talk to me? And there was this weird period where I didn't have any Christian friends. I, you know, it was a really like a transitional period. And so the, the devil would use this. He'd be like, look, you came from, you know, you were an A-list at the party scene, had all these friends. And then here you are at church. No one likes you. You know, I didn't like them. They didn't like me. So it was kind of weird in the initial stages. I'm going to be honest. And so this led to after about two years, I was about 23 years old. Uh, it led to me going back out with some of my old friends because I basically broke down and, you know, I was getting bored. I was feeling like I had no friends. I would, you know, the devil gets in your head. And so I, I ended up going, uh, I was leaving the gym this night in Granada Hills, California. I was 23 years old and it was about 11 o'clock at night. And I'm walking through this apartment complex and no joke, this guy that was on drugs or some type of methamphetamine, something like that runs out, he opens the door, runs out with this knife. It's a kitchen knife and proceeds to stab me nine times. Crazy. So here I am, you know, new Christian, stabbed nine times on the floor. This guy then picks me up, the guy that just stabbed me, puts me in my vehicle with his girlfriend, him and the girlfriend are in the front seat. They drive me to the Granada Hills Hospital, which, by the way, it was about to close down. And if this hospital wouldn't have been open, I would not have survived. I was losing blood very, very quick. And one of them was in my heart. So you can imagine the situation. On the way to the hospital with the guy that stabbed me driving and his girlfriend in the front seat, I'm in the middle seat. Uh, I end up going into the presence of God and I equate it to an Isaiah chapter six moment where literally, you know, in Isaiah chapter six says, I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his temple, you know, train of his robe filled the temple. Literally, I'm in the presence of God. And I knew that I had probably died. And I hear the Lord say, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, Lord, I want to live. I've always wanted a family. I've always wanted to be a father. You know, I feel like my mission on earth's not done. He said, well, if you live, you got to let them know, number one, I'm real. And number two, you got to stay on fire for me all, all the days of your life. You got to stay on fire for me. So I said, yes, Lord, like Isaiah, send me, I'll go. You know, when I said that, literally that second, I wake up. I had no idea how I got there, but somehow I'm in this bed in this hospital in Granada Hills. And the nurse looks down at me. And she says, you should not be alive. She says, you're a miracle. And I knew I was a miracle because I had literally just been in the presence of God. And so I'll never forget that moment. And that was a game changer for me. So I went from being this messed up guy in Hollywood, addicted, you know, all kinds of uh, sin in my life to now having this encounter with the Lord, which then led me to a deeper relationship with Jesus. And that's how I got into the ministry. And it's been about 23 years since then. So uh, God is that's the wow. very fast version of a long story. But um, I'll tell you, God is real. He is real. Come on, man. Wow. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> man, stabbed nine times. Wow. And yes. so like in this encounter that you had, I mean, was it, did you see anything? Do you remember seeing anything or did you just hear the Lord's voice in that, in that it's encounter? It's a great question. You know, it's a great question. I was actually talking to Lee Strobel about this recently because he just did a book on the case for heaven, which is, you know, about people that have near death experiences. And so I shared my testimony with him and he said, this is very congruent with a lot of the other people. But, you know, I did not see God like, you know, there he is right there. What I felt right. is the glory. And I knew oh, I was wow. in the presence of the Lord 
what I saw visibly would probably be the best description would be like a white present. You know, I was in some type of yeah. white environment uh, where there was just light and white. That's all I could see, right. but I could hear the audible voice of the Lord. And I knew the Lord was speaking to me and I knew, I knew that I had died. I knew that I was in the presence of God. And uh, you know, the, there's no way to describe it fully in my human, you know, trying to explain yeah. it. Uh, but but I can tell you that other people that have had this type of experience, I mean, they, they they say similar things. It's amazing. Anybody that has any doubt that there's an afterlife or there's a heaven or there's a God, I'm telling you, you know, it's amazing. I mean, listen to Lee Strobel's case for Christ, and he'll he'll explain it as an investigative journalist how he how he went upon that journey. But you know, I was a seeing as believing guy for the most part, Miles. I was an atheist. I mean, you know, I didn't really have much relationship with God, and so when I had gotten saved and then went through this whole encounter with the Lord. This is a game changer and I will never forget it. And so when people attack me or try to tell me, oh, you're not, you know, I say, look, here's the thing. I understand your perspective, but I literally was in the presence of God. I can't deny what I experienced. You know, I'm not better than yeah. you. Right? I'm just saying I can't deny my personal experience. And so I have to right. tell the story because this is what happened, you know, and, and so that's wow. kind of the way it is. You know, this is what happened, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's like someone with, and experience is never subject to someone with an opinion. That's right. And, and so <laughs> it, it, it's, it's that it, it kind of trumps everything. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, how, can, how can somebody argue that with you? Wow. So, and then, you know, here you are 23 years later. Yeah. Man. So that's amazing. And then you were pastoring for a while in uh, California. In Hollywood, right? Basically. Yeah. So Hollywood. what happened was, um, you know, God basically turned, he flipped the playbook, you know, imagine if you're on a football team and you know, every play of the enemy, you know, and then all of a sudden you're on the other team, you know, that's kind of what happened. So, you know, here I am now in Hollywood, basically, you know, we have a church that's a stone's throw away out there in the San Fernando Valley. And we started having Bible studies out in Hollywood and, you know, ministering a lot of people in the industry and, you know, just had a huge heart for that community and, uh, you know, just saw people getting delivered. Uh, understand the spiritual environment out there. It's a very difficult spiritual environment. The Bible talks about, you know, the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, and really uh, the principalities in Hollywood. I mean, it's a, it's a big battle, you know, uh, but yeah. yet we, we have all the tools that we need to not only uh, be successful, but to win, you know, just completely. Yeah. And so we have the authority in the name of Jesus to pull down the strongholds. And so for that season, when I was out there pastoring, you know, 17 years, uh, you know, we saw so many breakthroughs. We saw so many divine appointments. Uh, I never thought, Miles, that, that I would leave there. In fact, when I got married, I told my wife, I said, this is the one non-negotiable is, you know, I'm called to Hollywood. We're going to be here. Uh, this is what the Lord has us doing. And she was fine with that. You know, I mean, she she, she understood. Uh, so when we were, you know, a couple of years back now, two years ago, all of a sudden out of nowhere, the Lord says, hey, we're moving you to Nashville. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, is this God? I need, I need confirmation, you know, uh, but I, it was a real powerful encounter. I knew the spirit was speaking to me. And then the spirit spoke to my wife separately. I hadn't even told her. She comes to me and says, um, I think we're going to be moving. And I'm like, that's so crazy that you're saying this because I asked the Lord to confirm it. He actually spoke this to me. And so this is a little over two years ago. We're now in Nashville, Tennessee. And God has just done an amazing thing, Miles, as I know you've also experienced in the ministry. We're seeing uh, just the Lord moving all around the country right now. And he's opened up a lot of doors in evangelism. And so it was very hard to leave the church out in L.A., but God made a way uh, to where the church is still functioning. And, and yet we're out here. And so God always has an answer and a solution. But, uh, you know, in that yeah. obedient act of moving, 
the, the, the territory has been greatly expanded in the way that the Lord has been opening up so many different doors, different doors. Uh, I, I call it a new wineskin season that we're in. Uh, I really believe that wow. because the, the, the season that we've been in as the body of Christ, you know, over the last many years, I'd say 30 plus years, you know, has been, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, we kind of got complacent. We kind of got yeah. apathetic. And yeah. um, unfortunately, the church withdrew from certain mountains and areas of influence in our culture. And I think this is a shaking period right now, what we're in, and it's a disruptive period and there's being, you know, exposure that's happening and all different types of things. So I call it the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. But yet yeah. in the middle of this, God is, is raising up a remnant. And uh, I believe a lot Come of people on. that have been hidden for this season and he's raising up this remnant that, that are a generation that's really been prepared for this current environment that we're in spiritually and uh, this is an hour that we're meant to be bold. We're meant to be uh, standing and, and, and speaking the truth of the word of God boldly. And, um, you know, th there's so what's happening is there's I'm sure you've witnessed this and your viewers are witnessing this. But there's a separation of the wheat from the chaff that's taking yeah. place right now. And uh, I think COVID and, you know, all the different things that are happening in our culture, our society, it's all kind of exasperating this to where we're really seeing who's willing to stand for the entirety of the word of God. Uh, you know, who's willing to to really be the remnant, to be the church, to be the ecclesia and to come out from among them. Uh, what I mean by yeah. that is to come out from the Babylon system, to come out from, you know, the, the, the leaven and the and all the different things that, you know, because for a while, let's just be real. The church was kind of trying to be like the world, you know, and, and we're yeah. meant to be the head and not the tail. We're not meant to, you know, we're, we're not meant to be like them. You know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And Come so on, we, we need a church that's willing to stand, that's willing to lead, that's willing to speak righteousness and, and, and talk what, you know, we have all the tools that we need to win this thing, but we've got to speak it all. And I'm going to tell you this, Miles, this is crazy. When I was pastoring in LA and I'm not here to pastor bash. Cause I, listen, I know how tough it is to be a pastor, but there was literally right. pastors that would come to me and they'd say, well, we don't preach that part of the Bible. You know, we don't, you know, and, and I'm like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Like, we're just the messenger. Like I didn't write the Bible. Don't get, you know, but I'm the messenger, but I took an oath as a pastor to, to, to preach the full counsel of God, you know, and, and to yeah. equip the saints. Yeah. And so that was like wow. mind blowing to me. And, and, you know, I've been at churches, you know, where they probably will never invite me back where they literally said, look, you can preach about everything, but don't talk about abortion. You know, you can preach about everything, yeah. but don't bring up anything LGBTQ or, you know, and, and, uh, you know, immediately they want to like shackle your hands. And the whole thing is, is like, we have to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit's saying, you know, not to, not to like, oh, we can't preach like this part of the Bible or that part of the Bible. So it's this real shaking period, but I think it's a good thing. It needed to happen because we could not have continued down the course that we were going. And so it's disruptive. It can be uncomfortable, but at the same time, the glory of the Lord is moving and, and, and we're seeing uh, a beginning mm -hmm. of a massive, I think the greatest end time harvest in the history of the world before the Lord returns. Yes. Come on, man. So right on. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly, you know, um, and as like I've over the last few years, I've just been kind of, you know, walking this thing out with the Lord. Um, I'm seeing the same thing. Um, yes. You know, uh, judgment begins at the house of God. Um, got to get the church cleaned up. Got to get, you know, uh, 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 where really it's kind of summed up in Isaiah 60. Uh, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Uh, yes. Though darkness cover the earth and deep darkness be upon the people, my glory shall be upon you. So it's yeah. like there's great glory and darkness, 
all at the same time, uh, yes. like you're saying, uh, darkness and light. And uh, I was thinking about this this morning, Pastor Todd. Do you know when Jesus came in the flesh, um, why why couldn't he be just another another good teacher, hmm. another another rabbi who who could teach, like another say Nicodemus, right. who was a a great teacher? Why why couldn't he just come and be you know a nice teacher when he came, you know? Right. And, and so this is kind of what you know, in the world people are like. Well, we don't want to disrupt things, but like you said, there there's been such a compromise um, in the body of Christ for so long. Um, you know that there's no fire, man. There's no yeah. fire in the church. There's no hunger. Uh, there's such an apathy, um, and so when that when the church is not really engaged, uh, it creates this environment yes. um, to where. You know, the devil just kind of comes in and wreaks havoc. Yeah, um, that's what we've been seeing. You know, I mean, where I'm at in Georgia, to be honest with you, I, I thought I would never see what I saw happen in 2020. Right. As far as, you know, our last election kind of blew me. I'm like, man, where I live. Yeah. Yeah. And and it really disturbed me. Uh, yeah. to be quite honest. Um, yeah. You know, there's a righteous indignation and uh, yeah. there should be, man, because. You know, this country is founded on Christian principles um, that, that can't be compromised. I mean, I want to be free. Amen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I want to no. be able to preach the gospel freely. I don't I don't I don't want people to censor me. Amen. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so all these things that we're up against. But um, I feel like we're in a Mount Carmel. Moment. Yes. Come on, man. Come on. Yes. We're, we're right. like in this Mount Carmel moment. And um, th this is what I tell people. Hey, it only takes one to stand. Yeah. You know, it took one Elijah to stand right. against 450 prophets of Baal. That's right. So, you know, God used one Elijah to, you know, to wipe these guys out. But, you know, so I really feel like we're in this Mount Carmel moment in time where it's like, and God is clearly saying, like, hey, you know, how long, um, you know, will you go back and forth between two opinions? Right. Um, you know, if Baal is God, worship him. If the Lord is God, then worship him. Right. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's and you said something a minute ago that triggered uh, a dream that I had actually recently mm. um, about how the Babylonian system has crept into the church. Absolutely. Into the church world. And so we're operating more based on world system than we are the kingdom of god yes and so and that's happening in, in many places yes. um and so you know this mount carmel moment um it's like i know you're seeing the same thing um the lord's got you traveling all around the country the southeast different places you're involved also in the political realm um keeping religious freedom. Um, you know, what do you see the Lord doing when you're going out? And how do you see Christians being stirred in this moment to rise up and answer a call to action? Yeah, great question. I mean, what we're, what we're seeing is uh, people that are extremely hungry, 
And uh, I'll be honest, in all the years of ministry, I've never seen the lines as long as they are to get baptized, to get delivered, to get healed. That's wow. encouraging. And I want to encourage those that are watching that, you know, maybe you're watching the news and you're not out as often as I am because I kind of have a unique position as an evangelist because I'm all over the place. But, you know, uh, there are people that are waking up in droves and uh, there is yeah. uh, this is unlike anything I've seen. And uh, I think that what's happening to people are looking for authenticity, you know, and yeah. they're looking for realness um, to your to your point. They're hungering and thirsting, which the Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So, you know, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So a lot of people have tried to tell me, Miles, like, you know, Pastor Todd, just get everybody prepared for the end times. That's it. We're done. You know, America's done. And I just think to the biblical references of that, you know, Nineveh. You know, I think we're meant to be a Nineveh, not a Sodom and Gomorrah. That means we've got to do the seven, uh, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways. That's where we're at right now. We're at a, a critical moment of decision. But people that think it's done, you have to think about this. You know, we're both on here, still speaking freely. I'm still allowed to share the gospel. There's not like some communist person over my shoulder telling me I can't do it. Now we know there's yeah. increased censorship. Uh, there's infringement on religious liberty and freedom. We're seeing it all over the country, very egregious and concerning. And that's why we're out there fighting against those things. But we have the Constitution here. In fact, the founders of America literally said, we'll give you a republic if you can keep it. And they yeah. also believe, by the way, that our rights are given to us not by government, but by God. They called them inalienable rights uh, that are given to us by God. And they are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that we can express and live out our faith freely without the infringement. You know, that there's often this phrase that's thrown around, separation of church and state. Let me tell you about that. It's not in the Constitution, okay? And, and it's actually been something that's been completely uh, taken way out of context. What it was, it was a letter to the Danbury Baptist Church from Thomas Jefferson saying that the government would stay out of the church's business, not that the church yeah. needed to stay out of the government's business. So there's a lot of preachers and God bless them. And I, like I said, I know how hard it is to be a pastor, but they say, well, you know, we'll just stick to the word of God and we'll stay out of politics. The issue with that is, is that they think they're going to be left alone. They're not because this, this whole thing is light versus darkness. This whole thing, they're coming after biblical Christianity. That's the, the bullseye. That's where they're coming right. after and so that's why we have to get in the battle now from a spiritual standpoint. God gives us all the tools in the word of God, praying, fasting, repenting, you know, uh, so many different things that we can yeah. do according to the word. But we have to do these things. And that's why I often talk about spending time in the secret place, having an active prayer life. You know, that's so important. Getting in the word. Faith comes from hearing. Hearing from what? The word of God. You know, so many right. people go to church on Sunday and they get like one or two scriptures and a motivational message. And, you know, and then they leave and that's their church for the week. That's it. And I really believe there's no way that we can sustain at that level. That's at the very least, like, you know, Christianity 101, like basic, basic. We have to go to the meat, not the milk. And in order for us to grow, we should always be growing. We have to be in the word. We have to have an active prayer life. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. We've got to know how to hear the voice of God. And all of these things take you know, just time and knowing the word and, 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 you know, really having a desire to go deeper and God will meet you. You know, that's the cool thing about wow. God is, it, you know, however deep you want to go with God, you know, and so what, you know, we've been doing in this season, my wife and I, and my family, we go into what we call the war room, you know, which is a room in our house. And we literally, I, you know, sometimes when my family goes to bed, I'm in there a lot, but you know, when the warfare comes, cause a lot of us are dealing with spiritual warfare and that's, you know, if you're, if you're over the target, if you're speaking the truth, you're going to get some flack. You know, in fact, I actually yeah. get concerned 
you know, the people that tell me I don't have any warfare, I said, well, you know, are, are you doing anything for the kingdom? Because if you're standing up or you're speaking truth, whether it's family or friends or at work or, you know, on social media or whatever, people are, there's going to be flack, but that's a good thing. That's a good right. thing because we were actually made for this time. It's not a mistake that we're alive in this time. God knew we we're going to be alive in this time. And this can be, this is an opportunity that the harvest is plentiful and people are looking for truth. And we have that truth. As you know, uh, Miles, we have the truth. It's Jesus Christ. He is the answer. It's not a political figure. I, I Listen, I was all about helping President Trump. I was very much involved politically. But ultimately, I believe that God allowed this season, as uncomfortable as it is, as, as frustrating as it can be, because the light, the spotlight is on the body of Christ. And, and, and everybody around the world is watching and they're saying, what are you going to do? And, and, yeah. and this is a great opportunity for us to rise up and to be the, the, the people of truth, the people of the light, the salt and the light, and to get out there and to get as many people saved and set free and healed and delivered as possible. And that is what changes culture. And that's what's going to change this whole thing. So we're not done. We're not defeated. America's not done, but it's a, a very important crossroads. And you alluded to this earlier, and we should probably get into it, but this whole thing with Roe v. Wade, you know, we're at this pivotal inflection point in our society. We've been praying for years for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I think every pastor, every Christian should be absolutely involved in this. This is a spiritual battle, the, the greatest genocide in the history of the world. Think about that. We've been murdering yep. the innocent. And, and here's an opportunity now from, from a federal standpoint and from a policy standpoint to say this thing is turned around. No longer are we going to export this to other countries. Let me tell you something. People may not know this, but some of our monetary policies with some of our foreign trade partners and countries that we distribute money to, part of the deal is, is like, hey, we'll give you this package if you push abortion. I, I know that sounds so right. sick, but that's literally part of our policy. And so this federal turnaround, because it's never a con it was never constitutional what they did. OK, it, it was never the right decision. So they're really just making a wrong right. But this is going to yeah. be a game changer, and this is going to change the course, as you've said, Miles, the course and the direction of this country. So this is one of the most important uh, spiritual and prophetic moments of our lifetime, and we're, we're right on the cusp of it. Yeah, it, it really is, man. And people need to prepare. The body of Christ needs to prepare because I'm telling you, man, it's, it's going uh, to be on like we've never seen before. That's right. When, I mean, it is, it is on. These next coming months uh, through the summer and the rest of this year into the, you know, fall election season, it is on, my friend. Yep. And I'm telling you, people better get ready. People better get fired up. People better get filled with the Holy Ghost. People better yes. be ready, man, because it is on like we have never seen before. Um, Pastor Todd, I think that what we are about to see uh, when this is overturned, when they eventually release this verdict, which I believe it's going to come in the next couple of weeks, yeah, that um, like instantly overnight, man, there is going to be an atmosphere change and shift in this country that you will tangibly be able to feel and experience. And I'm telling you, um, a harvest is so ready. Um, it's like these principalities and powers in America are going to be stripped of their power yeah. to where they're powerless. And so it is now for a time for like the greatest um, really resurgence of the body of Christ right now. Um, 
for the church to be resurrected, man, to walk in resurrection power. That's right. And life, man, to bring the kingdom of God. You yes. know, when Jesus come, where rather when Jesus came to the earth, you know, he's walking the earth, he's ministering. You know, he he couldn't he couldn't bring just another religion. You know, he brought a kingdom, right? So right. he's speaking to all these Jews, <laughs> and he's like, "Look, there's a new kingdom here. Your 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 religious thing that you've had going on isn't working. Yeah, but I'm here to call you to repentance and yeah. to invite you into a kingdom, into my kingdom." Yeah. And so, you know, that's it now, man. America, um, I really believe, is on the cusp of the greatest move of God in the history of this nation. That's right. You know, like like we've not seen, uh, I'm talking about all the, the awakenings that have happened in America, yeah. the first great yeah. awakening, the second great awakening. My friend, what is at hand far surpasses and is far greater the time yeah. is now, y'all. We gotta. We have to believe that. If not now, when? No. If it's if great. not when, you know, I mean, so we have to believe that man and have a conviction. You know, like you're saying, Jesus said, "Occupy until I come." Yes. Yes. We need to be occupying the land, man, and there has yeah. to be a boldness in us. Yes. That's like, hey, um, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Um, you know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. All yes. these things. It's like, hey, now is the time. That's so, right. um, you know, uh, Pastor Todd, in 2018, um, I think it was, yeah, whenever Billy Graham passed away, I think it was 2018, mm -hmm. um, the word of the Lord came to me. And uh, he said, Miles, he said, the greatest glory is revealed at death. Hmm. And he spoke to me concerning Isaiah chapter six, which you mentioned yeah. earlier. Isaiah yeah. six. Yeah. Well, in Isaiah six, you know, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted right. up, the front of his robe filled the temple. Yep. And so it was at the death of Uzziah that the Lord said, okay, I'm releasing glory right now right. into your life, Isaiah, and I'm calling you up. Uh, I'm calling you, you know, forth to be my messenger, speak. Yeah. And so uh, when Billy Graham passed away, um, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Miles, he said, we have now entered the time of the great harvest. Yes. And he said, but it's the very beginning of this great harvest that I have planned. Yeah. And, um, you know, so. This is the time that we're in. And he, he said it just like that. He called it the great harvest. Yeah, That's the time that I believe we're in, my friend. Yeah. 100%. And he's going to do it with signs, wonders, and miracles, backing up his word. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me this, um, Pastor Todd, like when you're going out um, to evangelize and minister, um, like, what what are you seeing? What are you seeing right now? What are like like some of the prominent things? Are you seeing like a lot of salvations, healings, deliverance? Yes. 
Yes. Great question. Well, so deliverance, that's important because, you know, I went to Bible school and I'll tell you, even at a charismatic Bible school, really good Bible school, I went to Cakes College and Seminary, but they didn't even speak that much about deliverance. A lot of pastors, a lot of churches don't really, they're kind of scared of deliverance. And I understand that. Uh, but yet it is something that's very, you know, it's biblical and we need to understand it uh, because it's, it's, you know, just because somebody raises their hand in a service, they're handed a Bible and then that's it. You know, and one of the challenges that we, we've met kind of missed the mark is we haven't really had discipleship and mentorship and uh, really poured into people's lives and get them equipped because there's so much more uh, in our in our walk with Jesus. And so you mentioned deliverance. I think that's so important because I'm seeing uh, a, a big uh, you know, for lack of a better word, all of a sudden deliverance, everybody's talking about deliverance. So praise God, that's a good thing. Uh, because for years I didn't hear much and I'm, you probably didn't hear much either. Many people weren't talking about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance and deliverance. And yet these are yeah. literally probably the most important aspects of what we can do because we have the answer to all these people that are on different drugs to try to fix the problem. And I always say, you can't fix a spiritual problem with a chemical solution. doesn't mean I'm against medicine. But just a lot of this stuff is spiritual, but we have to be equipped in order to be able to get people delivered and to, to share with them. Listen, you have freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so it took me down a whole other course because I realized a lot of the church isn't filled with the spirit. And I'm not here to be judgmental, but to me, it's like, how can you not be filled with the spirit? It's one of the most important things of our faith journey is, you know, it's, it's like a GPS that every day leads us and guides us. And I wouldn't even want to be in the ministry if I wasn't filled with the spirit, I'm going to be real with you. You know, so oh. I would just encourage, <laughs> here's the thing. It's not about judgmental. You know, I'm not here to like condemn or judge anybody. In fact, the Bible even says there is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. I'm I'm simply saying, you know, if we explore these areas and ask the Holy spirit to give us revelation and understanding and ears to hear and eyes to see, you know, th this is going to be a whole nother level because God said, literally, we're going to be able to do the things that Jesus did and even greater, even greater miles. You know, think about Come that. On. So, you know, Acts chapter two, the spirit of the Lord fell. And, and so we're in this in this period of time where we're able to walk in miracle signs and wonders by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. But we have to believe it in faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what am I seeing? Honestly, we're, we're going out there with the expectation Every time we go to one of these gatherings, we the people are hungry and we're expected. And so we get there and we invite the presence of God to move. And what we're seeing is, I mean, I was just at a meeting the other day, you know, tumor, you know, just completely le left somebody. I mean, you know, they, they even followed up and gave us an email. You know, Pastor Todd, we went to the doctor. Their, their minds are blown. They can't understand what happened. You know, uh, I've seen ears that, you know, this woman had like an eardrum that just didn't work on their right ear. And all of a sudden it popped open during a meeting and now she hears perfectly, you know, and these are just wow. some of the tangible things. I mean, there's, there's marriages that are healed. There's people that are coming out of a lifestyle of addiction. And you know what else oh. I'm seeing, which I want to mention is people are, are the misfits, you know, the people that were the least of these that didn't think they belonged in the church. This is a time, listen, this is what this whole thing is about. The prodigals, the misfits, you know, that's who Jesus was hanging out with. That's who he was ministering to. And so we've got to get out of the religious religiosity. We've got to get out of being Pharisees ourselves in the body of Christ where we're too prim and proper and we don't want the least of these. We don't want that. This is who Jesus, this is who we're coming for. Come on. This is what the right. gospel is about. So, you know, no one's better than anybody else. In fact, God is not a respecter of persons. And we've got to understand this revival is going to bring in people from drug addiction, from sexual promiscuity, from the gay lifestyle. I mean, I'm talking the whole gamut. 
And, and yeah. we have the answer and his name is Jesus. So what I'm seeing, we're out of there in, a, in Myrtle Beach on a, on a beach, hundreds of people getting baptized in the water, you know, people getting set free and delivered right there on the beach. And there was these, these uh, people that were in the rooms and the hotels behind the beach. And they're all on the balconies watching what's going on on this beach. You know, we were out in California, the same thing. I mean, people getting baptized, worship services on the beach, up in Oregon, worship services on the beach. I mean, it's crazy. So God is moving. And what I think is going to happen here is these, I call them pockets of revival, but the, the yeah. streams are going to start coming together and we're going to just see a great outpouring. And so that's what this is leading up to. And so don't get discouraged. Don't grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen. Remember, hope in the future. And he said he's with us even until the end of the age. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. So this is the church's greatest hour. It's time for us to stand up, to rise up, and to really walk in the authority that is given to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, man. That's so powerful. I want to give uh, those listening um, this scripture from Matthew 12, 28. And uh, I believe this goes right in line uh, with what we're talking about, um, primarily about deliverance. But it says this, um, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Amen. Yeah. And so, like you were saying, you know, a lot of pastors are, you know, shot away from deliverance and this and that. But these are the words of Jesus. He, he told us very plainly, you know, well, for one, in Matthew 10, he commissioned them you know, to cast out devils. Um, but he said that this is one of the main signs, if not one of the pri the primary sign that you know that the kingdom of heaven has come in yes. your midst. Yes. Because let's face it, uh, Pastor Todd, there's two kingdoms, the kingdom of Satan and the yes. kingdom of God. Um, and so you're either a part of one or the other. Amen. Yeah. And uh, so when the kingdom of God shows up, uh <laughs> Satan's kingdom has to leave my friend that's right and you know and that and, and that's in every mountain of society you know that's yeah. in education come on that's in the political realm that's in the church world uh all these different mountains of influence yes um and so we can't you know just shy away um from casting out devils um cuz really what no, the Lord, I believe, wants us to do is to take back territory, yes. to take back what's been lost. Yes. Amen. What we've yeah. allowed, see, by, by not enforcing and exercising our authority, we've allowed the kingdom of darkness yes. to gain ground right. in the spirit realm. Yep. You know, we've allowed it to, uh, to, to you know bring you know 10 years ago you didn't hear about all this you know lgbtq stuff you know yeah. 10 15 years ago you didn't hear about all this that's right you know it wasn't in the schools you didn't hear about all this crt stuff you know um but just over like the even the last 10 15 years uh in the obama administration you know uh, legitimized you know homosexual marriage yeah. you know um, we got to stand in our authority, man, and say, Hey, no, th th this ain't right because really it's a spiritual war. That's right. Um, before it ever, you know, really manifests in the natural realm. That's um, right. so Pastor Todd, tell, tell us, um, what's on your schedule? What do you have coming up? Where can people see you? Where can they find you? 
Awesome. Thank you, man. Well, uh, we're going to be down in Atlanta coming up. Um, I have everything on my social media page or my website, which is really easy. It's pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. Uh, but we put everything up on there. Well, we're going to be quite a few places. I'm headed down to Tampa this next weekend. Then I'm going to be in Atlanta uh, that following weekend. And then we're going to be in uh, Virginia Beach for the Reawake America Tour. That's coming up. Uh, we're going to be in New York for the Reawake America Tour. That's also going to be awesome. Uh, there's just so many different things. I can't even think of them all off the top of my head. But um, we've got a pretty busy next couple of months as everything kind of builds up. And, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up to the midterms. I'm standing for religious liberty and freedom. Uh, you know, we're seeing the revival escalating. I believe Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned the next couple of weeks. And so hold on, buckle up, uh, but be encouraged and be excited because God is on the move. He's not done. And I believe this is the greatest time for the church. I'm telling you, in all these years, this is a time to be excited about what we're capable of doing, pulling down the stronghold. Think about that, Miles. Yeah. God has given us authority to trample on scorpions and devils and pull down the strongholds. That's what America needs. If I was a doctor and I was given, uh, you know, like an assessment of America, I would say what America needs to happen, it, we need to pull down the strongholds. And we have the authority in Jesus' name as the body of Christ to do that. So. That's where we're at. This whole thing, as you mentioned, is a spiritual battle, the highest, utmost proportion, whether it be the LGBTQ, what you mentioned, whether it be CRT, whether it be what's happening overseas with the wars and rumors of wars. But here's the good thing is the Lord gave me a word, Miles, and he said, the end is not yet. We have one more round. And I really believe that is, is that it's even though it looks like it's the end and we're headed into tribulation, everything's horrible. But at the same time, it's not yet. We still have one yeah. more round. And I believe that's where we're at on the prophetic timeline. And that in this time, we're going to see the greatest awakening in the history of the world. So very exciting, man. Come on, man. That's so powerful. Well, guys, check out um, Pastor Todd. Go to his website, um, pastortodd.org. And um, go check out his materials. Check out his schedule where he'll be speaking at if you're anywhere in the area. Um you know, go and go to their meetings, go and uh, be a part of the the outreaches that they're doing. Um, I know. Uh, tell us a little bit about the re, uh, Reawaken America meetings that yeah. those meetings. What, do you, what is that about? Tell yeah, us what so that a gentleman is. named Clay Clark uh, had a vision to call General Flynn. Uh, this was when everything was completely locked down and throw a big meeting up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right there at the Rima Bible College. And so uh, it was a kind of a groundbreaking meeting, the first one, because uh, we didn't really know what to expect. Basically, the whole country was locked down. And here we had a maskless meeting and speaking about revival and all these different people. And the cool thing about it is, is you know, for many, many years as a pastor and a preacher, I've been at, you know, conferences and different church services, and usually it's pastors and evangelists and preachers for the most part. So what's different about this gathering, there's mama bears, there's teachers, there's doctors, there's lawyers, and everybody's kind of doing their calling and stepping up and standing up. And so it's, it's you know, there are pastors on the tour, but there's also guys like, uh, you know, Mike Lindell, you know, uh, you know, uh, Eric Trump, uh, Don Jr. just joined the tour. Um, so it's, it's a really diverse group of like 30 or so people. And so everybody has a little bit different perspective. But here's what I love about it. We do the baptisms at the beach and uh, his glory does that. Amanda Grace and uh, Pastor Dave Scarlett. And I'm, you know, joining them all the time at, on the beach. And it's just powerful. We're seeing deliverance and healings. And, and so that's really cool at the Reawake America. Also, uh, I've been walking around the crowds and uh, people stopped me. There was a woman just recently. She said, you know, I was Jewish 
uh, and I came to this meeting and I accepted Messiah, you know, and I was like, wow, let's pray, you know, so we prayed. Wow. Uh, there was another woman that was uh, living as an exotic dancer. And uh, she just somehow the Lord told her to come to this gathering. She never stepped foot in a church before, but she came to this meeting. And all of a sudden we were able to lead her to the Lord right there. She got slain in the spirit. And now she's going uh, to a school of ministry. So, uh, you know, God is just moving in new ways. And so my, my encouragement to everybody would be uh, don't expect things to be business as usual or to look like things have historically uh, God is doing something new and something fresh. And that's why I'm referring a lot to a new wineskin. Of course, we we completely stick to the word of God. There's nothing weird or anything like that. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that God is moving in a new and a fresh way. And I believe it's exactly what's supposed to be happening right now for a time as this to awaken the true body of Christ and get the bride ready for the, the Lord who's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. Come on, man. That's awesome. I agree with you, my friend. I really do wholeheartedly um pastor todd do this before we um depart off and uh go ahead and pray for the listeners if you would uh just as you're led by the lord and um yeah man pray for those that are on hallelujah. now viewing now and that will view later hallelujah well let's just go ahead and pray right now and i just thank you lord we've been feeling your presence in this time yes, as we've Lord. been gathering right now. And Lord, I just, uh, I believe there's some people on here that are weary. Um, I even sense that there's some that have uh, hooked into depression and oppression and that's a spirit. And I believe the Lord wants to deliver you of that today. He says, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so I just would pray with you right now in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that any of these shackles or assignments or oppression or depression or anything that's trying to come on these precious remnant warriors, these saints of God, Lord God, I pray that today there would be a breakthrough and a freedom yeah. that would take place, Lord God, that we would leave any concerns, any uh, heaviness at the foot of your cross. And that today we would just, we would just experience just such a peace. You talk about a peace that passes understanding and a joy unspeakable, Lord God. And so I pray that that's what we would experience today as we spend time in the secret place, as we hear your voice and we draw nearer to you and that, Lord, even though there may be calamity and all different types of things going on in the world around us, Lord God, we are in the boat with you. And even though you, you may appear sleeping, you have the power to calm the winds and to calm the seas. And so, Lord, you're in the boat and the church has to remember, we all got to remember you were in the boat, Lord God, you, you understand this whole situation. And Lord God, I believe what you're going to do is when you move, it's going to be, and you're already moving, but when this whole thing comes to head, Lord God, people are going to say, there's no way that that could have happened other than God moving. And so we know that that's coming and we're, we're speaking life and believing Lord God uh, in the promises that you've given us according to your word. And so we just thank you, Lord God, that today would be a breakthrough day, Lord God, for many that are on this, uh, this yeah. interview, Lord God, they would just feel your glory and feel your presence tangibly. And I just thank you for what you're going to do. And one more thing I want to pray for somebody on here has been struggling in their marriage and, and, and you almost feel like giving up. And the Lord is just saying, keep pressing in, keep praying. Your prayers are effective. And just remember the faithful fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. So keep praying, keep praying, keep believing God is going to move in your situation. So we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, man. So good. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Todd. Um, guys, I just want to remind you, uh, to visit Pastor Todd's website, pastortodd.org, go and check it out, uh, follow him on social media and, um, so into his ministry. Amen. He's traveling all over. I'm sure. He could, uh, 
really use the support, amen, as he goes, as he travels. Yeah. Um, he's doing the work of an evangelist, amen. So go, and I want to encourage you to support his ministry, amen. Be a blessing, sow a seed into his life, into good ground, into what God is doing, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, guys, we'll be back uh, next week. You know, we have great, uh, you know, people from all over the country join us every week. Um, so plan to catch us next week. And uh, we'll have a powerful time again on this podcast, this live stream. Um, stay in touch. Also, keep up with my schedule where I'm going. Uh, you can come see us. And uh, we've just been seeing a phenomenal move of God. Um, like week before last in Palm Coast, I know, man, we were in, uh, I think the meeting went like seven hours. Just something. <laughs> come was, on. But uh, the people are so hungry. Um, uh, you know, people healed, delivered. Um, I have one guy who said he had uh, COPD, had been wearing a machine for like 10 years, mm. uh, just completely gone, completely healed, no longer needs it. He can breathe now, rest well. So I'm just seeing God doing, doing amazing things. So, um, I want to bless you before we go. So just receive this, uh, Father, I just thank you for each one on the broadcast now, those who will watch later. Uh, Father, I just declare your blessing and favor over each one. I say the Lord bless you now. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you. And the Lord give you his peace now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Be blessed. Have a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your week. And, uh, we love you guys in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.